Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Welcome. We're your hosts, Becky and Patricia, for Life is a Team Sport podcast. We're so glad you're here. Pull up a seat in our team room as we discuss what it means to go to goal. But first, let's get to know our podcast host. Becky, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Okay. I was born and raised in Lewiston, Idaho, out in the Northwest. I played all sports I could find growing up, mainly team sports, though I did do golf because my dad is a professional golfer, so that is something in my background. I loved soccer, basketball, volleyball, track, you name it, I played it. Um, but my favorite was basketball. I did that year round. So then uh, into high school, I got recruited to play soccer and basketball out in Pennsylvania. So that is how I went from Idaho to Pennsylvania. I did meet Patricia our freshman year at college. We were 18 and we played soccer and basketball together there, which was awesome. Fast forward 22 years and I'm now married and I have two children and I teach middle school PE, which I love. Um, The coolest part is that we have kept in touch all these years. So, Patricia, go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, okay. Wow. I can't believe it's been 22 years. (laughs) That means we've known each other for more than half our lives. That's crazy. That's awesome. Really cool. Okay. So, I grew up in Northern Virginia in Springfield, and I didn't really play organized sports as a kid. I ran around the neighborhood. I climbed trees. I was pretty much a tomboy. I did play football and soccer in the neighbor's yard, but it was never anything really organized. I did gymnastics, and I actually did a little ice skating as a kid. Um, And then my family moved to Fredericksburg about an hour south in Virginia right before high school. So high school was really when I started playing organized sports, and I loved it. I played soccer and basketball, and then I also took up volleyball as a sophomore in high school. Then in college, I also got recruited to play soccer, and I walked onto the basketball team as well, which meant that Becky and I spent pretty much every waking moment together in college, Yes, made for lots of great (laughs) bonding moments and lots of stories, which I'm sure we will share on this podcast. The neat thing is, though, that we've been able to stay in touch, and our kids are now friends. My husband and I have four kids, and the youngest three are still at home. We actually go to Becky's house every summer. It's become a tradition mm-hmm. and it's just been neat to watch our children and grow in their friendship. And we've got lots of great stories from that as well. So Becky's going to share a little bit today as we talk about goal setting of what it means to go to goal. But first, we're going to hear from her highlight reel. Today, for our highlight reel, I'm going to share one of my inspirations for starting this podcast. A couple years ago, a friend introduced me to podcasts, and it was so great because I drive an hour a day in the car commuting to my school. So I have found about five to 10 podcasts that I am interested in and keep my attention as I'm driving. However, there is one that I have not stopped listening to for 
the whole two years. And that is The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. She's a woman out of Texas. She's an author. And most of the people I think she she interviews are authors themselves. So for about five years, she only interviewed women. So The Happy Hour was like, if you go out for drinks and you have a friend and you talk, like that's what the show is about. And now she's actually included men on The Happy Hour, which is weird, but good. And I just enjoy hearing all these topics because they're so relevant and they're they make you search your mind and your heart and they challenge me to dig into my thoughts and beliefs and and they help me to search out just neat things. So I actually do share them with others and I pass that podcast along to friends and when there's a topic that really hit me or I think, oh, that would be really good for so-and-so, I think about it, I pray about it, and then I share it with them. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Jamie Ivey and the happy hour. That is the highlight reel of the day. Wow, Becky, I really love that. You know, today we're going to be talking about goal setting and some of the goals that we've set and some of the ways that we have learned to be smart about setting those goals. So Mm -hmm. first, why don't you talk about going to goal and what that means and why that's a little bit of an inspiration. Okay, awesome. So in soccer, we always yell go to goal as a coach because we want our players to run toward the goal because in soccer, you play possession sometimes where you're passing the ball, you're keeping it together, you're possessing it, you're owning it. But at times, a lot of times we want to go to the goal and get there obviously to score. So as the ball moves down the field, we're supposed to as well. So just like the ball moves toward the goal in soccer, we also need to know what um, we're aiming at in life. And in order to do that, we need to set goals. Excellent. So, I have set many goals along the way, and some of them have been a lot more ambiguous than others. Sometimes I say things like, I want to get better at fill in the blank, but that's not really helpful because how do I know when I've achieved it? (laughs) So today we're going to introduce the idea of SMART goals. SMART is an acronym, and we want to share with you all how that is really a useful tool as we set goals in life. But first, uh, let's share a little bit about goals that we've set and achieved in the past. So Becky, why don't you tell us about a goal that you have set and achieved? Okay, awesome. So one goal that I set about four years ago, it took me about four months to achieve. I decided to become a sales director in a company I was in. So um, it was really exciting. And I decided that it would help my family improve our um, income a little bit. I enjoyed it because it was really fun and I really um, just enjoyed it so much. So when I did that, it took me, it took me, it was going to take me four months to achieve. So I realized that in order to do that, I needed to set aside time um, to reach that goal. So each month I had sales goals I had to reach. And at the same time, I want to share this because it was really hard. And some of the hard things was that I have a family. I have a husband and two kids. And so I had to make time in my day to schedule um, time to reach this goal. So in order to do that, I involved my family. So we had a a chart on the fridge. So every time I reach certain goals, my kids got something like as a, as a prize, as they helped me along the way. Oh, um, that's cool. Isn't that fun? We also saved for our first trip to Disney world through that goal, through that year, earning that goal. 
Nice. That's what really drew the family in. And they became my cheerleaders as I reached this goal. Um, as you may or may not know, I am also a full-time teacher. So this was another company I was doing as a part-time gig, which I just loved. There's a lot of hustle, but I really loved it. So I set small monthly goals. Um, I just had to work backwards. That was the other thing I realized in setting this goal is that I had to, I knew what I wanted. So then I had to like reel it back into how long and then mm-hmm. each month, what I needed to do each week, what I needed to do. And the one thing I want to share and Patricia knows this, but is that, well, she might not know, but I had to sacrifice things along the way. Nothing, nothing um, of value, but personal time. So personal things I wanted to do or um, just not doing things that I needed to do for my business in order to reach that goal. So those were some things that were hard, but it was worth it because I knew what I wanted. And I knew once I achieved it, there were a lot of things that came with it that I had wanted and that I knew would improve my family and myself. So that's, that's one, one goal that took me um, four months to achieve about four years ago. So Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. Right. Yep. That was it. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're, so Patricia, your turn. So tell me what uh, goal you set in the near or distant past. Yeah. So I ended up doing a fundraiser for my work pretty recently, actually. And my goal was to run 50 miles during the month of August. And I, Wow. I never really <laughs> I never really liked long distance running. Becky will remember this from mm-hmm. college soccer. True. I would show up at our 6:30 a.m. runs and just kind of dread what was coming, but you just do it. And in this case, it was a fundraiser. It was for a great cause and I knew it was going to be worth it, and so I set that goal for myself. And I did the exact same thing. I worked backwards. I decided I needed to run 2 to 3 miles every day and giving myself a cushion of a couple of days if I needed to take a day off. I ended up running every single day for 28 days and I got it done. And then I definitely walked everywhere I went for the next three days, the last part of the month. (laughs) Wow. But being able to achieve that was important. Not only did it help raise money, but it really helped me feel a sense of accomplishment of knowing that I had reached that goal. And like Becky said, there was a lot of sacrifice along the way. There were definitely mornings where I dragged my tired and sore butt out of bed and thought, why (laughs) am I doing this to myself? True. (laughs) But it was, it was for sure worth it. And I do, the other thing that Becky mentioned that I do think is important is the accountability piece. Mm -hmm. Becky had her family to be accountable to. They were celebrating her wins. They were asking her how she was doing. And I had a group of people that were doing this with me in helping raise money for this organization. And that really helped keep me accountable as well. They were celebrating the victories along the way. I would make posts of you know my run for the day. And then they would ask me questions and just keep me motivated. Yeah. And so I do think that that's an important thing as well. That's awesome. That's a really cool goal. And, and it really affected a lot of people as you did that goal. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that I have learned in goal setting is to be organized. And the idea of making smart goals is one way to organize. It's not the only way, but it definitely, because it's an acronym, I can actually remember it. (laughs) So I think that's partly why I like it. Um, The acronym stands for specific, measurable, achievable, 
realistic, and timely. So what we want to do is kind of go through our goals. So Becky, why don't you go through and just kind of tell me how your goal was a SMART goal. All right. Right. So we'll break it down. The S would be specific. So I got mm-hmm. that one out. And the, the goal was very specific. I wanted to be a sales director. It was a certain level in the company. So it was very specific. It wasn't um, ambiguous. I knew exactly what I wanted. Measurable was I could measure how long it was going to take me. I knew exactly I needed four months to achieve it. Um, the A, as I said, yeah, the A, what? Achievable? Yep. So it was achievable. I had enough resources and time and support around me that I knew I could achieve it. Um, realistic. It was also realistic because I was in the company. I understood what I needed to do and I had reached some other goals in the past months that led me to realize I could do it. I had the skill set and the, the time. And then time is the last one, right? Smart time. Yep. And I had the time to do it and I knew exactly how much time it was going to take me. So yep. that's how mine's smart. Yep. So, yep, go for it. Now you can give us yours. Go for it. Yeah, awesome. So Mine obviously was specific. I had 50 miles to run and it was measurable. Obviously, I took my phone with me and measured mm-hmm. <laughs> measured all the miles, all the steps. Um, achievable, I definitely was capable of it. I, like I said, don't love long distance running, but I'm for sure capable of running two to three miles every day. Yeah. Realistic. It was realistic for me. There were other people in our group that picked 100 miles, Oof. to be honest. And I thought they were crazy. I kind of still do. Um, but at the end of the day, kudos to them. You know, it's, a, it's amazing to be able to run 100 miles. And many of them did. But 50 miles was definitely a realistic goal for me. And I think that is important, especially when there's other people in your group that are picking different goals that you pick something that is realistic for you and that you not feel bad about that. True. I did not feel bad at all about picking 50 over a hundred. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then timely, I had the month of August to do it. And I knew that was my specific goal. And I do think, well, my goal was obviously very timely because that was the fundraiser. And Becky's goal was obviously very timely because of the deadline she had for work. Sometimes we pick goals where we say we want to lose 10 pounds or we want to, be able to lift a certain amount in the gym or be able to run a mile in a certain amount of time. We have to set that time for ourselves. But I do think that that is an important part of the process. Even if we fail in that goal, it allows us to be able to go back and evaluate why and be able to push ourselves forward. True. Very true. And you know, one thing I just thought of when you were talking, Patricia, is even if we don't make our goals, like that's a whole nother, whole nother episode, but you know, sometimes setting goals and when we don't reach them, that is actually a very eye opening event because then we can go back and see what happened because failure is a part of life and, and it helps push us forward. So when we don't reach our goals, we can see why, what happened, what can we do better? Did we need more accountability? Did we need less accountability? Did we need a little more time? Did we need resources? Was it not specific enough, you know, or was it too, too high? Like if you had said a hundred and physically you really couldn't do it, then that would not have been, you know, you, you'd look back and say, okay, next time let's be realistic. So, yeah. So now you're getting into growth mindset. That is a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Growth (laughs) mindset. But you're right. You're right. It is important. It is important to set goals and it's important to, learn through failure of goals. Cause I've certainly set some goals that I have failed at, but 
allowed myself to learn through them. And that's an important part of the process too. We never lose. We only win or we grow. Love it. That's so true. Awesome. All right. Well, the next segment of our show is our blooper reel segment. And today I am going to share one of my favorite mother of the year moments. Yes. (laughs) So if you're not familiar with the mother of the year moments, it goes like this. You are on Facebook or Instagram, or you receive a Christmas card in the mail of someone's perfectly smiling family. And then you turn around and look at your own children. (laughs) while one of them has yogurt plastered all over their face. And the other one is climbing on his brother and hitting him with a wiffle ball bat. And you think, (laughs) mother of the year. (laughs) Funny. So funny. Right. So in this particular case, it was about 12 years ago. And Kevin and I were getting ready to go out this particular evening. And we had a babysitter coming over. And so I went upstairs to get ready and I was pretty sure I knew where all the children were and what they were doing. Josh was planted in front of the television watching a show, probably Phineas and Ferb. Caleb was four months old and he was laying on a blanket, fairly immobile, happily playing with a toy. And Logan was in the basement playing with her toys. Well, unbeknownst to me, Logan had created a fort under Kevin's desk And while she was under there, she found a bottle of red tempura paint that had probably (laughs) rolled under there while we were cleaning up or whatever. Well, she discovered that she could open said paint and that it was very squeezy. And if she (laughs) swung it around, that it made cool designs on everything. Uh So two-year-old Logan was squeezing the bottle and swinging it back and forth and she walked all around the office and then she proceeded to walk up the carpeted stairs upstairs and then through the kitchen and then through the living room and then she found her baby brother who she proceeded to paint as well so kevin came down the stairs right about this time and literally freaked out and started screaming for me to come downstairs. And so I come down the stairs to find what looks like a crime scene. There is red paint everywhere, all over the baby, all over the the carpet, just all over everything. Caleb is still blissfully unaware that he has been graffitied. Logan (laughs) is looking perplexed as to why we are screaming. And Josh has looked up from his show. He's probably the only one at this point that realizes that a crime has been committed. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's one of those moments looking back. I wish I had taken a picture. Oh, yes. You know, like you don't think about it in the moment because you're freaking out about what you're going to do and like what. uh, And, you know, so. Looking back, I really wish I had a picture of of the whole scene, but I don't. I whisked up the baby and took him upstairs. He promptly got a bath. Logan was scolded for not you for using paint without adult supervision, <laughs> and the carpet was cleaned over and over and over again. So funny. <laughs> there were some places where I like you couldn't really see it, but like I knew, and so maybe I was imagining things. But I'm pretty sure I could always see the red stains in the carpet forever and ever but anyway the moral of the story is put all the paint away all of it if you see one missing (laughs) go look for it and don't just assume because otherwise your four-month-old could get painted red that's awesome that is so (laughs) funny yep so we welcome mother of the year moments because they keep us real and you know facebook and instagram are great and we there are great family photos out there but 
you know, these are the moments. So thanks, Patricia, for sharing that. That is hilarious. Before we finish up the show today, we wanted to take a few minutes to share the purpose behind us creating this podcast. So, Patricia, the other day, a friend of mine said to me, why are you doing a podcast? What are you going to talk about? And that really made me think, and I had written out and articulated my reasons and purposes. So I'm going to share them. I have four of them. The first is that I want to add value to people's life. The second is that I want to bring joy and just bring a smile to women's faces when they listen. They can connect. And the third is to connect. So I want to connect women together through life experiences so that we can just know that we're not alone and that when we do something silly or funny, someone else might have done it too. And if we are going through a serious hard thing, that someone else has gone through it too. So those are my three. My final fourth is really my top priority, and that is to share Jesus's love with any woman um, I come in contact through this podcast. So those are my four purposes. So Patricia, what is your purpose in doing this podcast? Mm, that's really good. I love those. Mine is really just to build community. I, I kind of think about it this way. When I first walked onto a college campus, I had an immediate community because I was part of a team. And that I was allowed to grow with that community. I, I learned a lot of things. There were a lot of resources provided to me because of that community. And when you graduate from college, you don't have that. You have to create that. And so being able to create a community of like-minded women who really love sports for one reason or another, um, that just want to be able to connect about life, I think is an amazing thing. And I'm hoping that it will add value to people's lives as well. So as we close out the show each week, we want to take the opportunity to pass the ball to another woman who has inspired us. Today, I would like to pass the ball to my very first JV basketball coach, Coach Gibbs. She's the first person who really taught me what it is to set goals. In fact, she taught me these ball handling skills. When I first started basketball, I was not good. I just wasn't. I was not good. And she really helped me to see the process behind it. I could look at all the other girls and just wish that I was there, but I really needed to do the work myself. And she went as far as to give me a list of ball handling skills she wanted me to do every day for 15 minutes during the summer. And then I remember getting a postcard from Alaska. I guess she was on vacation from Alaska. And she asked if I was doing my ball mm -hmm. handling skills for 15 minutes every day. And it just was so inspiring to me. So shout out to Coach Gibbs. Thanks for being an example to me. I'm going to give my shout out to Elise. She's a friend of mine who I worked with in the company that I shared about becoming a director in during this episode. She was a senior sales director, so she was above me and she worked really hard to get there. However, with her encouragement, her direction, work ethic, and positive perspective, I was able to accomplish my goal. Without her, there is no way that would have happened. I am giving her a shout out to affirm the awesome woman of God that she is. And my time with that company and Elise specifically will continue to bring blessings throughout my whole life. I see lots of things that have happened since working in that company that are a direct result of being with Elise, uh, working side by side and learning skills that I did not have, working on skills, uh, building up new things that I didn't know that I could even do, but I did. And Elise is that woman who was able to see the really good, but she was also able to see the things that I needed and able to 
get them out of me and help me to become a better person and before before God, the best woman that I'm supposed to be. So thank you, Elise. I just love to think of you and think of the memories that we shared and how many awesome uh, things we did together. So I just hope that you will be blessed in the future as well. All right, pass the ball to you. That's your shout out. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us today for our introduction and conversation about SMART goals. We hope that the conversation was helpful as you begin setting and achieving goals yourself. Stay tuned next week as we have our very first guest on the podcast. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Life is a Team Sport, where you'll find more great content. We're so glad that you chose to join us in our team room today, and we look forward to seeing you again next time. And never forget, life is a team sport, and you are never alone.